Yeah, I'm excited to be hanging out with you guys today, this morning for a little bit, because I want to talk about something that I feel like might be a little taboo to say, but to be completely honest, I think it's a necessity. I think um, it's something that we really need to address and have a plan of action for and kind of just be, I don't want to say necessarily completely transparent about with, you know, within our own business and with our team, but I do think it's something that, um, you know, can serve you. And that is to recognize that we are in a recession, right? Or technically, I would say that is what the majority of you know, all of the financial gurus are saying, or they're saying, hey, it's kind of like one, you know? So based on your, your opinions of the situation, I think we could all agree that things are just a little bit different right now. And probably even, you know, whether it's for your own finances that you are, you know, noticing, right? Like even myself making a decision to um, downsize and no worries, Holly, making a decision to, you know, downsize for our own families, like financial goals, or whether you are, you know, tightening up and doing some Dave Ramsey stuff, or maybe even you are picking up your business a little bit more in your direct sales business, or maybe even some of you had to, you know, like, quote unquote, go back to work. And then you're also still doing your, um, you know, direct sales business. And so I think there's a a variety of people that are feeling the tension right now financially in a, in a lot of different ways, right? Um, and so I just thought, you know, this is something that it's not always really fun per se to discuss, but I think it's necessary. I think it's something just like, you know, in, in school, one thing that I heard recently, um, I was hearing Gary Vee say, someone asked him, like, if you were to decide what the educational like system taught in school, you know, it was kind of like, what would you teach? And he said, you know, of course, like, I do think you need to know like the basics of like math and this and that or whatever. But he was like, we have a calculator in our pocket, right? Everywhere we go. And said at the end of the day, like people need to be more equipped for the real world, right? Like how to handle your finances and taxes and, you know, being a good human, like he was just, and I was like, that is so true, you know? And I think it's because a lot of times, you know, we paint this picture of, you know, just sign up and do this thing and it'll be super easy. And like, you know, you can make us, it's a side hustle when really, you know, there's a lot more to it, right? Like you guys that are here, like there's a lot, a lot more too, rather than, you know, saying, oh, let's make some extra money and it just all flows. No, you have to have strategy. You have to have, I wouldn't necessarily say sales experience, but that whole concept of like no sales experience needed and all that kind of stuff. Well, to me, it's, it's not that you need it to start, but you need it to sustain. Okay. And so we're going to talk about that today. So um, the first you know, uh, I would say 20, 30 minutes or so we're going to do where I'm just going to share like a training on this topic. And then the last few minutes, we'll have some time for Q&A, coaching questions, all of the things. Okay. So I did take some notes because I was just kind of thinking through, you know, in general, what kind of transpired when COVID happened. So I'm going to take you guys kind of back to 
you know, talk a little bit about that timeline. And I know it's been like, I feel like it's like a dead horse. Like people have beat this topic to death. Okay. But the reason why I'm bringing it up is because I'm thinking through this lens of if you can have an insane amount of success during a pandemic, right? Like what is holding you back from having success now? Right. Now, I know, at least in the, it's not everywhere, but at least um, in the U.S., there was a lot of money being funneled into the economy from the government. But my point is, in saying this, there was also a lot of unknown and a lot of uncertainty and a lot of people were scared. And that's kind of how they're feeling now. I think there's a little bit more confidence because, you know, it's almost like, okay, we've been here before, like back in 2008, you know, when the housing market crashed and all of these things happened or whatever. And so um, I just thought, let's kind of revisit that feeling, right? If you're, you know, how many of you, whether you're on here live or you're, um, you're listening to this on the replay, I just want to encourage you to first kind of remember that initial response that you had when you heard about COVID. I can speak for, for myself in saying that, you know, I was actually in, I was getting ready to fly to Paris with Pampered Chef, okay, France. <laughs> and I remembered feeling like, I think I was just kind of in denial, right? Like I was just kind of like, oh, you know, this is, you know, this is just like, just wash your hands. You know, like I was one of those, right? I was like, just wash your hands. Like it'll all be fine, right? And then, you know, we're in the airport and it's literally like people have masks everywhere. And there was probably like, I don't know, 25 maybe even 40%, like not quite half, but quite a bit that still weren't wearing masks. So we were in the lower percentage and we were like, man, like, you know, when we were traveling, we would see people in masks, but it was usually like certain cultures or, you know, people with um, compromised immune systems. And so the amount that we saw, we were kind of like, oh, maybe this is like, you know, <laughs> like maybe this is, there's something to this, whatever. Um, but we like went all over Paris and everything was happening. And on like day three or something, um, I can't remember. I think we like laid down. I was just so exhausted from sightseeing and all the things I laid down. And Chris and I on that trip had made the decision that he was going to quit his job and help with the kids. Right. And so we were like, oh, this is what's going to happen, blah, blah, blah. And we're sitting there in the hotel room. And for whatever reason, I think I was laying down and he turned on the TV. Of course, he was like, I don't speak Spanish. French. So he was literally like, I have no idea what they're saying, but they were talking about, um, they were talking about COVID and like all the, you know, whatever. And he was kind of like, like, he was like, this is on like every channel. Like, I feel like this is kind of a big deal. Right. And so anyway, he, he goes to his phone and is like looking up, you know, researching it. And he's like, Becky, like, this is kind of like, I think this is like something we need to pay attention to, you know? And I was kind of like, oh, oh, here we go. Got someone in the waiting room. Um, and so I was like, oh, it'll be fine. You know, I'm just like, it'll be fine. Don't worry, whatever. So anyway, fast forward, Pampered Chef was like, changed everyone's flights and all this to come home early. Um, I came home on the day I was supposed to come home because I was coming home on the day they had planned the trip for, but there were a lot of people that were extending and they changed all of their flights without even waking them up. Like literally they did it overnight and everyone was going home the same day and we came home and it was like, right? Like 
we all were there, everything shut down. And it was kind of in that moment that, you know, I think most people when they are faced with um, any kind of trial, right? Like you have the decision, you can either like run away, right? People are known to run away from pain or towards pleasure. And so for me in this this season, I had that decision that, you know, looming like, Ooh, what do you do? Right. Cause I was, a, I think I was at that time, a senior executive director, you know, we were working on national and I was, you know, we were like right there. We had, you know, it was very close. And so I was kind of like, great. Right. My initial response was like, great. All this hard work, you know, did any of you guys feel that way? All this hard work that I put in is just going to be gone. Like, you know, it's like, wait, this is awesome. And so I had my like five minute pity party and Chris and I both decided, okay, you can't quit. Like we were like, you can't, you know, we need just in case, whatever, you know, we'll, we'll hang on to all the things for, for a little while. And we were kind of faced with this decision of like, what could possibly happen. And instead of, number one, dismissing it, you know, and, and you know, painting like this rose colored, whatever to my team, or also being like a Debbie Downer, no offense if your name is Debbie, but like, you know, instead, like, it was kind of like I was sitting in one of two camps, like I could either be like, oh, you know, it's fine, we're gonna be fine. Or I could be like, this really stinks, right. And I was literally sitting there looking at these two options. And I was thinking, no, like, I don't like either one of those, right? I'm not going to pretend like this is not happening. I'm not going to, you know, also be super negative about it because the reality is so many of my leaders at that time, this was their full time, just like me, right? Like I had come to a place in my business where a lot of my, the leaders on my, in my organization, this is what they were doing full time. And so I had this decision as a leader that I, I was thinking, man, you know, they need this just as bad as I do. Right. And so while we don't want to dismiss the pain and sadness and like horror and scarcity of like what is going on in our world, I do think we need to get creative. Right. And so I called like this meeting with my team and or my leaders. And I just was like, all right, guys, uh, you know, I had that decision. I said, okay, here's what's going to happen. People are going to be scared. People are going to be whatever, right? Like, let's first just call it for what it is, right? It's, uh, we're uncertain. I have no idea what's about to happen, right? For all I know, our company could shut down in a year. Like, for all I know, you know, whatever. Like, we don't, we, let's just, it is what it is, okay? So let's address it, sit with it for a second. We can be scared for a minute, but then say, okay, I told my leaders, you have, you have one of two decisions. You can either sit in your, sad, scared, whatever, and nothing will happen, right? Or you can say, okay, what can I do, right? Like, what can I do? And so instead of, and even today, right? I'm saying all this to say, some of you may be looking at your business and you're comparing it, right? To, as we all know, the rest of the story, you know, COVID for whatever reason, <laughs> it accelerated right there's we could get into all the details of why we think it is people were on their phone money inflation you know whatever we want to talk about whatever that doesn't that's not the point the point is though you guys know the rest of the story 
things there was it inflated the business exploded people were looking for work da, 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 da. okay so it was like great that's awesome for that standpoint obviously there was a lot of like death and sadness and you know whatever and, and honestly i think as a country as an as a world like i think we are all still living in some like ptsd trauma right like you hear about somebody with covid and you're like oh and you're kind of like oh oh no you know it's still kind of there and so i think what I want to encourage you to do is to not blindly go into a, you know, recession, don't completely ignore and say, you know what, like, oh, well, you know, things are just going to pan out the way they're going to pan out. I can get another job or I can do this. I think first you have to make the decision, like, what is your course of action? Are you going to figure out how to make your direct sales business work? Like if that is your priority, or are you someone that's like, you know what, like I do love my direct sales business and I think it's awesome and I'm going to keep doing it, but I'm also going to go back to teaching or I'm also going to get a part-time job or what, yeah, I know. Sarah's like, nope. And that's fine though, right? Like to each their own. Like I've, I mean, I, I look at it like the best thing about this industry is it can conform to the life that you want, right? And so there's no shame. I think we need to be okay with that too. We don't need to shame people on our team or peers or whoever, if they make that decision, if they're like, you know, I I'm going to do this or that. And to me, what that tells me is, you know, not, it might be that they want to go back, but it also could be that they're worried and they're scared and they are, you know, they're not at a place to, they don't have the confidence to figure it out. Right. Like that quote from Marie Forleo, everything is figure outable. And I believe even today, direct sales and network marketing is the best business model out there, period, because the income opportunities are endless still, even during the recession. And so I'm going to talk to you guys about a couple of like suggestions that I have for you in regards to how can I almost like recession proof my business? How can I, you know, show up in a way that's not out, acting out of desperation, right? Because that desperation creates distrust. And so when I'm, you know, was referencing that meeting that I had with my leaders, you know, we got all that out of the way. We were like, okay, it is what it is. Okay. Now what, and then I asked that question, what are we going to do about it? And so I just, I opened it up for conversation, you know, and so this could be even something that you do with your, your leadership team or even your upline, or if you have like a business bestie, like, what are we going to do about it? Right? Like things have slowed down or recognize, you know, a season, even just in general, right? Like certain seasons of your business might be slower. And so instead of just being like, it is what it is, right? It's like, no, what are we going to do about it? Right? Are we going to be okay with the result regardless, or do we want to you know, get creative, right? Um, it kind of makes me think of that friends quote that everyone knows where Ross is like, pivot, pivot, right? Because sometimes, whether we like it or not, we kind of have to pivot, we kind of have to tweak things. And it's not that we have to completely abandon what's working. Okay, that's not what I'm saying. But what I am saying is that if you want to get the same results, that maybe you were getting during that, you know, rise of COVID or what, I, you know, or even just like your best month, maybe you've had a really successful month in 2023. And you're like, man, I wish I could do that every single month, right? Like maybe you had 10,000 in sales, or you recruited, you know, five people in one month. And you're like, man, I really wish I could do that every single month. So then ask yourself, what was I doing, right? How can I be creative, right? How can I have those results, okay? And so um, 
you know, I just opened it up for discussion. I asked my team, I was like, what, what can we do? And the consensus was, okay, well, what is a pain point that people have, right? So during any kind of um, crisis or recession or financial, whatever, people focus on um, necessity over, you know, want to have, right? They focus on pain points over pleasure. But here's the thing, even during crisis, people are still searching for pleasure. So we don't want to dismiss that. But the reason why it's so important, like right now, if you think about even just marketing online, if you were to talk about all of these, you know, incentive trips and, and traveling, and maybe like that's one of your favorite parts about your what you do, you earn the incentive trip every year. And that's your absolute favorite part. There's nothing wrong with that. And chances are, there's probably one or two people out there that would work the business the way you work the business just to go on those trips. But the majority of people are not thinking about pleasure. They're thinking about the pain that they're sitting in right now. They can't keep their water and electric on, right? They can barely afford groceries, much less gas, right? How in the world are they even going to, you know, drive to and from work because they can't even pay for the gas to help them get there, right? And so what you need to be thinking through is, and maybe you're not financially struggling right now, but the majority of people are, you know, and even some of you probably are, right? But just thinking through that lens of like, how can I speak to that person? Right. And it's not to say we're not, you know, it's not like changing up your messaging in regards to, you know, the, the quality of people that you're looking for. And I'm not talking about that. Right. What I'm talking about is just in general, like when you're having those conversations, you know, it's not to say don't tell them the positive or don't don't talk about like what they can do and have and earn, but instead find out their pain point. Right. Like find out why this could help them have a conversation, ask questions, because when you ask questions for starters, people love to talk about themselves. Okay. So like they will answer the questions. They will tell you the things. Most people will tell their life story if you allow them the chance to do it. And so, you know, when you hear like, pay attention to things when they're talking a little bit about, you know, oh my gosh, like life is so crazy right now because all of my kids are in sports. And I seems like, you know, I can't afford the, the groceries, let alone we can't do takeout because it's just insane, right? And so for my paper check people, you're like, how can I help that mom who is like driving her kids all over the place, you know, and getting takeout or drive through, which is super unhealthy, right? But then it's like, she feels like that's her only option because she has no time to cook dinner and to do this and that. Like, how can you help that mom, right? How can you solve a pain a problem, right? And talk to her pain. Okay. The person that can't afford gas, you know, the person that can't afford, you know, even makeup, the person that can't afford, um, they feel like they can't afford to be healthy, right? Like they can't afford to, you know, whatever, right? Take a day off and go on a field trip because they don't have any extra, right? How can you talk to that person? And so, you know, even when you're thinking through, you know, not just planning your content, but even your conversations focus on, you know, that concept of, you know, I want to address a pain point. And yes, we want to weave in some pleasure. But when, when we are only talking about all these good positive things or whatever, I think it kind of, I don't want to say it creates distrust, but it's also like creates this like, I don't, I don't know if it's like this false sense of hope, 
or even if it creates this, you know, like, like resentment, because then people are like, you know, that's easy for you to say, right? That's easy for you to say, you don't understand what I'm going through, right? Like you, you say I could do this and, you know, make all this extra money and pay for my gas. That's easy for you to say, but I'm so busy and I'm so anxious and overwhelmed. I can't even think about another thing. Or that's easy for you to say, I can't book a party right now because I'm working three jobs trying to blah, 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 I'm barely surviving, right? And so I do think, you know, no matter what, when you're thinking about, like I said, your content, when you're thinking about your bookings, when you're thinking about your, your team even, and how you're leading your team, I think it's okay to acknowledge the hard, the, the scary, the uncertain, the bad, you know, like acknowledge, be like, look, I get it, right? Things are whatever, but what are we going to do about it, right? And so the other thing, which you guys know, because you're in Multiply, um, Monique talks about the funnel of sales and really that whole concept of serving, right? And, and problem solving. And, and then, you know, I share about relational equity because when people feel connected to a person or a cause or an organization, they're more likely to want to continue to do business or support them. So I would imagine you could all agree that maybe your customers and your hosts and whoever who have done business with you before, right? They probably are still hosting. They're still buying because there's that sense of trust, right? You've solved a problem to them before. Maybe they, they've used Plexus or they've you know, used skincare or makeup or tried a certain product. And so there's this sense of trust around the brand that you represent, right? Or this sense of trust around you. And so I also want to encourage you to leverage your existing customers, right? You might be thinking, well, I had someone that just had, you know, a party with me, like whatever, two months ago, or I just had a customer who they just reordered their products from me. And you're thinking, I can't ask blah, blah, blah. Well, get creative. How can you still leverage that person? Can you offer them something for each referral that they bring to you, right? A free product, right? Can you offer them um, a different type of party or a different incentive or to be a part of something that you're doing, right? Maybe it, it could be as simple as you are running some kind of event and you message all of your current customers and say, hey, I'm going to be doing a ton of giveaways and prizes and every single person that you invite, that's going to give you a bonus ticket. I want to love on my current existing you know, customers or my current existing host or whatever, right? And as a result, you know, when you get 10 people into this group, send me a message and I'm going to send you a coupon or I'm going to send you a free whatever, right? Like something small or something happy mail or whatever you, you want to do or let them test out a new product if your company's launching something new and ask for feedback or say, hey, I'll let you test out this new product during the event or whatever. And you can go live or take a picture or whatever, right? Just get creative, okay? Because I think sometimes it's not that we want to stay uncomfortable, right? Like people don't want to be like overweight or people don't want to be whatever. But the reality is in order to change, like if we're using health and weight and I'm speaking to myself, okay? <laughs> like we're using all of that, um, healthy lifestyle as an example, right? If someone is, if you were to ask someone who is um, overweight and, you know, maybe they have high blood pressure or diabetes or whatever, right? Would you prefer to be healthy, 
right? Like, and would you prefer to have lose weight and do this and do that, whatever? They're gonna say, of course, yes, right? And the majority of this world, I would say 99%, some might just be ignorant, but like 99.9% .9 of the world knows, okay, I need to eat right and exercise. Pretty much, yeah, there's like 1% that have random health things that prevent them from whatever, right? But the majority of the world know what it takes. So then why are they not doing it? Because they're used to the discomfort. So in order to change, right, you have to be uncomfortable enough. And so for those of you that, are, that have been, I feel like we hear over and over again, um, clients come to us and say, oh, I missed that paycheck. You know, I missed that like massive paycheck that I had in 2020 or, oh, I had to go back to work or pick up a second job or this or that, or now we're not able to do all of these things or whatever. And so my answer to that is, you know, if someone out there in your company and just in this industry as a whole is having that level of success that you once had, then it is available to you as well. But we have to get creative, right? We have to pivot, as Ross would say, on friends. We have to think through like, okay, it, some things might still be working, but at this point, you know, it's kind of like you have that decision. Am I going to figure it out or am I going to sit in the discomfort, right? Just like that person who's overweight and unhealthy, are they willing to be uncomfortable enough to change or are they going to sit in the discomfort? Because either one is hard. It's hard to stay overweight and unhealthy. It's hard to get healthy. It's hard to make those sacrifices and those decisions. I was even just telling my mom, I was so, for those of you that missed it, we're moving and downsizing. So my desk is in my parents' upstairs. And um, I was telling her she, she was cooking last night. And I was like, please tell me you're going to cook healthy. I was like, I've been eating so terrible. Right. And so it's like my own fault, but it's like, I know that it's a time commitment, right. To make better choices. And so I want to just encourage you. Um, the final point I would make in regards to this, this conversation is of course, recruiting. I think the best thing you have during a recession and during a time of, you know, struggle is the opportunity for someone to make money. Because to you, some of you on here might be like, I make several thousand dollars a month and not, there's not many people that are willing to put in the effort that I put in to make that, right? Or even some of you are like, I make $500 a month and I haven't found anybody that's able to do that. But the reality is some people just need, I think there's a lot of statistics out there. And I think the number is like, $400, right? The average person can't cover a $400 emergency, like, right? And so I just want to encourage you to think through that lens of like the person that needs that extra $400. Because while, yes, we are looking for business builders and we are looking for, you know, those leveled up people, but I think they, a lot of those people can't even think about adding something else on or doing something else because they're so scared of the uncertain. They're so scared of what could be or whatever. And so your solution, right, to that pain point of, I don't know what, you know, how we're going to afford. My husband had to get a third job or whatever, right? Or my kids, you know, I even knew someone who had to pull their kids out of private school and they, they really wanted their kids there. And so they moved to another location just so their kids could be in a better school zone. Right. And so these are all things that you can solve, right. That you can help with. 
And so I think my encouragement today is for you to kind of, you know, not completely go like, oh, the world is ending, you know, it's a recession, the market's going to crash. Like that's a little dramatic, but my point is to address it and to recognize, and even I think it's healthy to have a conversation, right? It's like, don't sweep it under the rug because eventually you're going to have to address it, right? If we all just swept our problems under the rug, you know, if it was like, imagine your dog pooped in the living room and you just swept it under the rug, like eventually you're going to have to address the poop under the rug, right? And so to me, when I, y'all are laughing, but you know, all right, right? To me, when I think about the recession and just the way people are, even Monique and I have had this conversation. It's like, how can I create my business? And this is what you should be asking. How can I create my products, my opportunity? And, you know, how can I approach my business? All of these things in a way that makes it a necessity because back, you know, during all that inflation and like that, you know, stimulus checks, everyone is having to pay that stuff off that they got paused right? And so before it was like, whatever I want to have, I'm going to buy. And that's what was happening. Now it's, I'm only getting what I need to have. So you need to be thinking through that lens of how can I create content, whether it's for your parties, whether when you're going live, whether it's just social media in general, like how can I create content in a way that, that really just paints this picture of this is something that someone needs to have right? And how can we talk to our teams about it as well? How can we either provide content and suggestions for them, you know, um, even a framework, like create a framework of like, hey, here's our, you know, ideal host, here's our ideal customer, here's our ideal whatever as a team, how can we help this person? Like, what are their pain points right now? That's a whole training you could literally do collectively, like a group thing with your team is to say, okay, what does this person need right now? Now, not everyone, you know, you might be like, her name is, you know, Candace, she's a mom, whatever, you know, name her, do whatever you want to do, right? With your team. The reality is, right, other people are going to still, men are going to buy from you, you know, single people are going to buy, you know, whatever, right? We already know that. But I think it's a very healthy exercise because then it helps start getting those creative juices flowing of saying, okay, if I am this person and I'm going throughout my day, how can my products or service or business opportunities support something that is causing pain in their life right now? How can I help that person? Right. And I think because of that exact conversation that I had, you know, with my team, it gave them a little bit more confidence walking into this uncertainty. I just wanted to take a minute to say thank you for listening to my podcast today. One way to spread the word and share what you've learned today with others is just to simply take a screenshot, post it on your social platforms, and don't forget to tag me. And if you enjoyed this episode, it would mean the world to me if you would leave a five-star review on whatever platform that you're listening to this episode on. As always, I appreciate your love, support, and encouragement. I'm cheering you on, friend.